0: Hello and welcome once again to the How Long to Speak podcast. As always, you're listening to the sultry tones of me, Rick, um, and accompanying me in a beautiful harmony that makes an hour to two hours worth of audio podcasting pleasure. Uh, you will hear the voices of Alex. Hi. And also the voice of Paula, Hello. And ooh, do we have an episode for you, by which I mean I've completed some games. Me and Paula <laughs> have retired one game each. And then we're playing loads of stuff. So we're going to talk about those three things, beaten, retired, playing. Uh, we've got a topic, which uh, I will preface this by Paula telling us that it was, quote, a big mistake to let her do this. Uh, but Paola has suggested a topic. That topic is animals in video games. We'll see how that goes. Um, and then we'll see uh, how the scores play out in the second round of the new run of the latest version of How I Long To, like beat to beat in the Game. game. <laughs> I wanted someone to jump in early, but none of you will now. I've I've used all of the tricks. goodwill that was related to that. Up, <laughs> You know my ricks. There you go. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Not my best work. Uh, but I have done some good work in terms of completions. I have four games total. Um, first of those, Citizen Sleeper. This was an interesting one to finish in the sense that Um, For anyone who listened, um, I think it was last week, if not the week before, um, I really, really enjoyed a game called Welcome to Elk, um, a game that um, came from like a a, a not so great start and completely stuck the landing, completely sort of recontextualized the way I felt about the whole thing. Um, Citizen Sleeper isn't quite the exact reverse, but the... um, the ending of the game really did throw me off. It, it, it's a game that felt like it ran out of steam a little bit. Um, and when I say ran out of steam, I suppose what I mean is very similar to what um, you said last week, Alex. In the sense that it feels like it just kind of sputters out. It doesn't really end, and I think it would have benefited a lot from a stronger conclusion. And you know, it didn't have to be a um, "you're going to save the world through the power of friendship." It didn't have to be that kind of bollocks. But it, a finite end to what was going on i I think this game in some respects, speaks to the deficiencies of choice in gaming in in the sense of narrative choice because really yes you, you make a choice but that choice doesn't really matter um and having to accommodate that choice that doesn't really matter undercuts all of the good work the game does before that point now that's not to say that the game is in any way not excellent it is still an excellent game especially on game pass it's worth experiencing um i think it's the kind of game that still has a lot of merit in spite of a weak finish um certainly it's one that's stuck in my memory for the hours that led up to the end rather than the end um and actually having having got that far through i don't think i'll bother going back and play the last playing the last dlc chapter um i feel like i very much got what i wanted from this game i'm not really bothered about the the extra content. I ended up playing what was at the time of release all available DLC, so the first two of three planned chapters. Um eh, It's more game that lacks a conclusion, but because it's sort of compressed into that smaller space, it doesn't necessarily have the room it needs to breathe. It's very um sort of club you over the head with the message and the themes that we're trying to get across, because we need to get them across now. Um, yeah, see, I, great I, game. I, I almost feel Sorry. like
1: I, I kind of... um I mean honestly I I, I kind of feel like that DLC is the end of the game like I don't because especially because it's free it it felt to me as I was playing it less like DLC and more like here is a conclusion to the game um or here is like here is like an expansion of the world that we're going to eventually explore in another game you know what I mean like it it felt to me very like um just because it's contained like I, I agree with you on everything too but I, I am curious, like I do want to come back for the final one because I'm really curious to see what it does because if that final one um, wraps things up more um, satisfyingly, then I think it would be something that I could recommend even more to people to be like, oh yeah, and it it concludes in this thing here. Um, but as it stands, it's a little bit like, dude, it makes me think of Mass Effect 3 a little, where it's like when you play it the first time, you're like, it's okay, and then they release the fixed endings and you're like, much better now. <laughs>
0: albeit i think it's apples and oranges because mass effect 3 was something that was intended to be complete and then such was the rejection of that conclusion to the story that um they decided to try again it's a completely novel situation in almost any medium ever i think
1: yeah but Um, my my point is just more the idea of uh updating it with free stuff afterwards to expand on and, and And finish off a story is more where i'm
0: coming from on it and and i suppose the similarity is that it it, it wasn't something that was communicated to the player for different reasons but still and i think from that perspective i have to judge the game as i found it and i found it with a, what feels like an incomplete end uh certainly a game that uh, an end that lacks um closure or a semblance of completion yeah. but not in a way that feels intentional because, you know, if you watch a film like Inception uh, without spoiling it, because it's a great film that if you haven't already, you should watch um, listeners at home that ends very intentionally with a lack of closure. That that's the point of that ending. This didn't feel like that. This felt like either a, a failure of setting expectations um, or I've lost my train of thought.
1: Well, the, it just, the it, point, it has a lot of endings is the idea, right? Like,
0: and wow. by virtue of that, it has no end.
1: Yes, exactly. and that's that's the weird thing of it, right? Where it's like and in some ways it's it's a very difficult thing because I don't know what I prefer. like I don't know if I prefer them to just you hit an ending and that's game over or what they've done, which is an interest of like player satisfaction in terms of being able to just come back and you know jump in where you left off so you can continue to see more of what happens in 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 the world, but I don't know. I like. I don't have a good answer there's, for the best way of doing it. And I'm there's sure absolutely
0: ways around that. Say, you give but... the player the option at the credits. You say, "Do you want to consider this a completion and start a new game, which means saving your completion, or do you want to go back to the moment just before?" Give the player the option. Yeah, but that's what plenty they do. of games have done. That I, kind of no, it kind is kind of
1: they they roll the full credits and then you can and then you go back to the main menu, and you're done. I I, I mean that's literally what they do in the game. Um. I don't know if adding a screen saying anything actually would have changed any of that. Do you know what I mean? It's just one more step. Like, I don't know. I just don't think that I don't,
0: I might give you that one. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you mean, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I think the DLC is not handled correctly. I, I don't think it, I think if anything, it hurts the overall experience. I think it's either something that should be its own discrete thing. End of the game, fresh set of stats, fresh, you know, whatever it happens to be, or, feels like a beautiful sort of mid-qual or like opening act to another game in that world because it didn't have to be the same character that engaged with those those players it could absolutely i I don't think it should have been nested in i think that that harms both sides of things all of that negativity to say excellent game you should absolutely (laughs) give it a try um another excellent game which i played and then i played again uh, is part-time ufo so um we Absolutely blitz through this game. Um, it is so much fun in co-op. Um I'm just gonna gush about it if I talk about it, which I, I suppose is fine. It's really wonderful. It's great single player. Um it's different in multiplayer because it 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 doesn't actually change what it asks of you in the slightest. And it doesn't have to, because that second player is both a help and a hindrance. Um, particularly in, in, the, in the final levels, where one of the bonus objectives is not to take damage, because although you can do the boss bits more quickly, you have twice as many opportunities to fail. The other, and this is such a nitpick, I feel bad even bringing it up, but you can't give player two a costume. Like the whole, the whole point of the game is you buy, you accrue money by completing the missions. And the one thing you can spend that on is little cosmetic outfits, including a beautiful cosmetic outfit, nearly as beautiful as the dog that Pala is now petting. Um, his little Yorkie. Oh. So there's a box boy outfit in part-time UFO. And if you press the right trigger, it's always a thumbs up. But if you press the left trigger, um, it pops up two boxes and then throws them. It's like a purely aesthetic thing. It has no bearing on gameplay, but it's the same sound effects, and there's so much joy to it, and all of the costumes have various things like that, and it's annoying that Player 2 is stuck in a, a generic UFO the whole way through. The game itself is really, really
1: That's beautiful. a really weird choice. I I, I I, can't even think, why wouldn't you allow Player 2 to have costumes? It seems uh, odd.
0: I, I don't think it was necessarily a choice so much as a, an omission. Uh, so what yeah. you've got to remember is that started as a mobile game, and when they ported it to Switch, they added extra stuff on top, including the um, Treasure Island mode, which is like a, a roguelike endless-y thing, uh, which we played once, and, and the lack of proper objective made it a bit meh. I think it's the kind of thing that you would engage with more as a single player. Um, and co-op itself was a, a Switch-exclusive feature. Um, but it seems like they've just added the second ship in, and that, that might be why they don't change up the uh, the game logic or missions or anything like that. But it's just there's a second ship there um but yeah for every moment that, that that's a good thing and that makes it easier it also presents its own unique additional difficulties it's I've lost my train of thought again this isn't ideal i'm just having a little bit of a breakdown it's a lot of fun co-op um because the gameplay lends itself to that um immersion sort of Oh shit! what are you doing? What's gone on? What's happened, And things are suddenly changing and moving around side of things. Um, particular note in my head was the one uh, there's a mission where you have um a load of swim team characters holding various poses, and you have to build a tower of them in the pool up to like three meters of height um and you get a couple of rubber rings, and what we first tried to do is put a couple of rings um, in the water. And then dropped the the girl that was doing like a cross pose. So both arms up wide, both legs down wide. Legs first into that to give her a thing to boy. Um, the physics for that are fun. She did a full 360. Like she was experiencing some G-forces when we dropped her in. And we had to restart the level because we spent a good minute laughing and there was not enough time to finish the mission at that point. Um, single player or co-op, mobile or switch. Wonderful game. And not a long game either. So, very easy to sort of um, experience in bite sized chunks and as a whole, very easy to experience very quickly. And lots of replayability because there's like three optional objectives. And then there's a harder mode that changes up the level in some way for each one. Um, I didn't fuck with that, but like if you want more from the game, there is more to be had. uh Game three or four, um, a recommendation to me a long time ago by a friend of the podcast, Abotage, Uh Bladed Fury. This is. A game by a developer where clearly someone high up played Muramasa the Demon Blade, one of my favorite games ever, and said, sick, can we just make that? And they did, ish. Um, The combat is not as nuanced. Um, It also has the problem of um, overpowered special moves. So between save points, you get one, two or three of each of these moves to activate and once you've got a couple of them, which is very early on, like maybe 45 minutes, an hour into what is a three hour experience, um, once you've got them essentially in the most difficult battles, you're spamming them. Um, and the game still has some complexity to it, still has some things to give. Um, the setting, um, of like Middle Ages era sort of China, um, it's something that's not often done, it delves into their deities and um, spiritual ideas in a way that you don't really see in a lot of video games, or certainly I haven't. Um, it's refreshingly short, I blasted it over two sessions, it's maybe three hours long, uh, much easier than a sort of 12 plus hour Muramasa replay. Although they have the three hour DLCs, uh looks really, really good. Um, they do the best with their budget. It's a 2D um, sort of quasi-hand-drawn, quasi-painted style. Um, Character movement is fluid. There's a lot of uh, flair to the different enemy kinds, assets, um, bosses. A couple of things that really hold it back. It is way too short. Um, Like, it's three-hour runtime includes, like, an element of boss rushing, although they do something I like, which is when you fight those bosses a second time, there is a modifier, um, whether that's a spiked ceiling coming down um, and, and giving you an extra sense of time urgency um, to a change of setting um, to the addition of um, specific formations of grunts to complicate a battle further. Um, so while I normally don't like extra boss rushes, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but you can tell when it's two hours in and they've thrown that in before the end, it feels a bit like pad. Um, It it doesn't feel like it it quite has enough to justify what little length it has. Um, The inspiration from Muramasa is clear, right down to the layout of some of the UI, um, the way that the collectibles are curated and used, and also um, the way that the boss health bars set up its copy-paste. And unfortunately, it lacks the depth that uh, Vanillaware's title had Something that struck me maybe two-thirds of the way through my playthrough was that as decent as the baseline combat is, it plays its hand very, very early. You don't really get a lot of meaningful upgrades to your arsenal and your abilities. By contrast, one of the things that made Muramasa's combat so strong was the sheer amount of blades, each with their own special ability, and the fact that you had to cycle between them. You couldn't spam certain moves. Because different blades had different attributes, those blades would break with use. And the core mechanic of that game revolved around um, tactically and efficiently switching between blades to make sure you constantly had a supply of um, capable blades, uh, but also that you were making the fullest use of their special abilities. Because this game doesn't have an equivalent system, instead, it has these um, overpowered and and sort of rote special ability. like uses, it's far more stale. And and once you've sort of had your first couple of boss battles, you've kind of seen what the game has. Um, I still think it's good. I think on sale, especially you know for a couple of pounds, which is all I paid for it, it's well worth a try. Particularly if you like that kind of game and you're craving something more of it. Um, but it would be, I think I rated it seven. But it's like a Metroidvania 8. It just doesn't justify itself versus other games you could be playing. Um, The setting alone is the only thing that's sort of unique. And I just don't think for a a combat-heavy, short experience like this, I just don't really think that's enough. Um, But I did have a good time. And that's not to say it's bad by no means. It's just not good enough. That still sounds more negative than I want it to be. You get the point um is this one either of you guys have seen wanted to play at all yeah, never heard of this one um nope. also
1: no, doesn't sound like good. i'm not that huge of a fan of that genre of game like i, I like them and all that like the, the the kind of hacky slashy sort of combo mm. games um they're they're fun i really like Muramasa, but um it's just one of those ones where it's like i'm not going to play a lot of those unless they're like the greatest shit in that genre <laughs> right? i get that i do get that
0: I I just want to stop for a second and appreciate how adorable the dog is, pal. Are You dog sitting? I feel like you said you were.
2: Yeah, I'm dog sitting because my sister is currently out, so she lives. She, she left me in charge of caring for her little dog Max. Mm.
0: I want a Max. Do you reckon? Guy, <laughs> do you reckon if you put him in a box and post him to the UK, he'll be all right? Do you reckon your sister might? I don't think she will. <laughs>
2: He will probably be all right, but he's a totally spoiled brat, so I like caring for him.
0: If you think I'm going to do anything other than spoil him rotten, you are mistaken. (laughs) 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 So neither of you have bothered with Blade of Fury, just to bring us straight back around. Do either of you remember the game Rhythm Sprout? We covered it on Next Fest a while back. Oh I'm yeah, wait. is that no, the whoa. one?
1: Um, is that the one where you're like a little onion or something? No, not onion, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah. This he's got like a spring onion poking out of his head, sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember playing this. It's like, and it's, it's kind out. of like, oh, okay. Is it any good?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, and this, I'm not going to bury the lead. Anyone who's listening, this is going to drop. I think the day of next fest ending. If you're listening to this and you haven't already downloaded some demos, um, they're there. Um, At some point in the future, we are going to be talking about three that we are playing. They are Shady Knight, Mika, and the something-something, and Overboss. That's the one. Um, So look forward to that. If you want to play them first and have your own thoughts to compare to ours, this is your very, very small window of warning. A couple of netfests to go. Um, I, and I think Alex as well from memory, played a game called Rhythm Sprout. This is a... um, somewhat unique take on a rhythm game from tiny Build. um the story's pretty wacky like you live in the vegetable kingdom and you are tasked by the king of that vegetable kingdom king brock who is a broccoli um with saving the kingdom from um the big bad who is known as king sugar daddy and also saving his daughter princess cauliflower i know they're different vegetables don't worry about it um there's a few things that make this game a little bit different it is very story-focused. That story is quite funny at many parts, and humor is a, a big focus of what it's doing. Um, it has all original music, which is really good, like the, the soundtrack. And this, you would hope for a, a music game, the soundtrack is the best part of it. It's great, it's really good. Um, it's also a, a very different like input system from anything I've ever played in rhythm games. So you have essentially three inputs. You have left, you have right, and you have dodge. Um, And it's like a two-track bar as you're going across. So left is like a yellow chunk on the left half. Right is a purple chunk on the right half. And dodging is a blue bar that takes up the whole line when it comes through. Um, This has a few implications on gameplay. Firstly, it, it, to a certain extent, limits what can be done with the the note tracks. Um, It also allows them to be way more creative with certain aspects of it because you aren't juggling that many inputs um, you have one super meter you get to choose to when when you want to use that it's charged right from the start excuse me I hope that didn't come out on camera on microphone on whatever I'm not having a good evening am I um, <laughs> it also causes a couple of problems because I played this on Switch which means that the left Movements are on the thumb, left thumb, on any of the D-pad buttons. Right movements are on any of the face buttons, and dodge is on either of the shoulder buttons. Um, it should be more comfortable than it is. I think this is the kind of game that probably is better played on a PC, where you can just have A and D, and then Spacebar under the other thumb. It felt more natural in the demo than it did in in the gameplay on Switch, and that's not to say that it's bad. It's absolutely serviceable. I just don't think it's optimal. Um, I also thought the scoring system was strange. So rather than um, have a um, conventional sort of you build up score and that scores based on a multiplier, uh, you have a six star system. So you get three stars for your total score and that scores independent of like your combo streak and a separate three star system for your combo streak. Um what that means is you have far less capacity to ride out a combo breaker with a um, like, with perfect timing on the notes. It also means that the score, you can still score really highly on the top one even if you break the combo. Um, but if you're trying to like clear all the things on all the things, you basically have to get perfect runs and get perfect timing on all the notes, which I, I get that's sort of the point of the game, but it feels like arbitrarily harder than it should be to clear a song, even on the normal difficulty. Um game's not super long, it is super cute. The visuals are really, really nice. It's all sort of block colors, um, bit chibi-esque. Um, humor for the most part lands, the soundtrack, Again, I cannot overemphasize this. It's incredible. It's really, really good. Um, and the game just throw a fair bit of extra content your way. So there's like an extra 10 prequel levels after the main campaign. Um, there's some bonus like challenge missions. Um, the game has a variety of different ways to play each track. So you can get a lot of gameplay out of this game, should you so choose. Um, I liked it I didn't love it overall again I think some of that is just a function of playing on switch I didn't find the control scheme super comfortable um but the game does hit what it absolutely needs to which is that thing of hitting a flow state and the notes all feeling really really good so if you're looking for a rhythm game it's an easy one to recommend I did I did have a great time with it um I think play it on pc and I intentionally haven't touched much of the extra content because I'd rather pick this up on sale on PC down the line and play it again, which I think in some ways is a ringing endorsement of how good the fundamentals of this game are. Um, Just, yeah, I think it's better on PC. I expect it will be better on PC, but the game itself is really, really good. And just another example of how great NextFest is at bringing stuff you might otherwise have completely missed to your attention.
1: Well, then... (laughs) paula <laughs> why don't yes. we move that to our me retirement, retirement. <laughs> for
0: the for the one non-me thing in the playing and the
1: retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah paula so retired something
2: I ended that i'm up not retiring. that yeah i ended up retiring that 2 the adventure of pink even though i like the overall idea of the game the um execution and how the game feels overall like the game is super punishing if you lose your free lives so you're back to the beginning of of the game, you you have your progress, you have your items, but you have to navigate all the way back. I did have the rewind feature and the save states from the NSO. Uh, so in the end, I didn't drop it earlier because I have a way to not have to replay a whole segment of the game again to get to where I was going. The thing is, I arrived to a stupidly hard part of the dungeon to the point that I had to grind to level up and recover my health. Because otherwise, I was pretty much uh, out of life. I I had to do a perfect run of the dungeon. Otherwise, I would have pretty much die. I have to waste one of my lives. Which, by the way, I think you start at the beginning of the dungeon, if you use one of the lives, or if you lose all of your lives, you start at the, at the beginning of the game. Anyway, um, this is a game I wish could see the light of day in the form of a remaster at some point, because a lot of the stuff that makes the game hard to play is like how, I guess, archaic the overall platforming kind of feels at times. Like, the, the overall movement isn't as tired as I would like it to be. So even though I got used to it, it I really did have a hard time, like, trying to um, push my way through the game. So um, I guess next week I'll be talking about uh, A Link to the Past. Probably. Rick. What is that thing that you have retired?
0: uh, This is a game that was like free on launch on the Epic Game Store for like a year. Uh, They had some exclusivity thing. Uh, It's called Sludge Life. It is a very vibe-focused sort of 3D platformer. Um, It's got the whole, like... um, How to describe it? It's almost like nineties skater culturey sort of thing and it's got a filter over the screen to make it feel that way. Um the vibes were strong and going into it like it's one I've been meaning to get to for a while. And I had a free evening um a few days back and was just like, let's actually finally give this a go. It only looks like it's gonna take a couple of hours on HRTB. Um let's put a dent in it. Um it's kind of dull man like the the whole objective is to find spots to tag and tag them and it didn't control super great for me. Um, everything felt very slippery, slidey. Um, the vibes were good. That was kind of all that held me and it didn't hold me for all that long. It's just like, I felt like I was wasting my time. It didn't really, like, really feel like I was swinging towards anything. I didn't really like, feel like I was getting anything out of it. Um, yeah, yeah that's it's never a very good feeling but... in a game
1: <laughs> like just and you're just like totally what am i nothing. doing with my life
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and it it does kind of give you certain objectives like there's loads of fast travel points and it's very sort of upfront about you have this many fast travel points but also like the game world's not that big why do i need them lots of frustration lots of um shortfalls of reasons to to be involved in it so i did not stay i think it's one of those things where like if I didn't have loads of stuff I really, really actually want to play, like it wasn't offensively bad. I might well have just plugged through it, but I can't justify the time spent. So I didn't. Uh, and I can't justify spending any more time talking about retirements because that's it. Uh, Alex, we haven't heard anything from you. And you, you tell me you're playing quite a few new games and I can see you're playing yeah. quite a few new games. So uh, tell us more.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, um, I guess I'm still technically playing Gears of War though. I don't really know if we are <laughs> my, just cause my partner and I are both like this month is like just absolutely fucking nuts for the both of us. I'm, mm. I'm teaching every, like I basically teach every single day um, during the day and at night. So it's like, it's just kind of a wild time. I mean, make it bank this month. So that's nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm covering a medical leave. Right. So I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm only there temporarily. Um, so I'm just sort of, a little nuts this month and then I'm going to relax again. (laughs) But that just means that neither of us have had any time to play games together. Like when we do have time together, we're just kind of like napping with one another. (laughs) We're like, let's just lie on the couch and sleep for a bit. And then we'll watch last of us. And then that's our, our entertainment for the week. Uh, which, by the way, God, people, if you're not watching The Last of Us, holy shit. It's like one of the best TV shows I've ever seen, let alone a game. I've
0: heard games. it's good. It's I know so the story, fun. though. I already played it.
1: Doesn't matter. It's not even close. <laughs> if you think, listen, trust me, I've I've played it. The story, they have simply expanded and pulled it out so much better. It is way better than the game story. And the game story is great and it's on its own but this is a completely different thing like i'd I'd love to do a topic on this at some point if you guys watch the show because genuinely what they've done is they were like okay in a video game the story we told was one that could be told through a video game because you're controlling the player you have to do this etc etc and what they've done here is they're like okay now it's no longer a video game now it's a television show right like what can we now do and no longer having to be trapped in joel's perspective Explodes the world of that uh, so much, yeah. Yeah, Like there are tons of episodes that. There's one episode Joel's in it for like maybe ten minutes total. Um, Mm. they complete anyway. Super recommend you and your partner. You have you both of you like Paula. You guys would fucking love the show. It's really good. Um, Mm. third episode had me bawling like a fucking baby. It was like it was very good um but like it was good tears it wasn't even like sad it was like just good tears i was like oh my god they made one of the sweetest episodes of television i've ever seen and i was like this is from the last of us (laughs) um so anyway uh yeah that's another game i'm playing uh Mm -hmm. but um uh i've been playing a ton of hi-fi rush like i think i'm about over halfway through the game the game is so good that I have hardly touched Dead Space at all, which is not what I thought yeah, because Dead Space yeah. is really good. <laughs> like, it's yeah. really, really good. Everything I've played of Dead Space so far is like, wow, this is one of the best survival horrors I have ever played. Again. <laughs> and so I'm like, <laughs> uh, and yet, and I love survival horror. You guys know me. I'm freaking Resident Evil all of the, the shit, but fucking Hi-Fi Rush. I don't know, man. It's so, it's so much fun. And the combos are tied to the beat and the story's funny and the characters are lovely and it looks great and it's just a great way to relax like I just love that game um so anyway playing the shit out of that again free on game pass so like you're missing out if you don't try it um I also don't think it's uh overly intense for like pc folks and stuff I think it's a pretty easy uh, install so in terms of like can confirm
0: yeah I have yeah. I've started this one yeah I've not got far in like I other than to say I've played a- the first two combat encounters, and I like it. I've got nothing to add at all at this stage, but I can tell you that I am running, like, at this point, a 7 going on 8-year-old laptop uh, with a GTX 970M graphics card and, like, an old-ish i7, Um, and it runs on medium settings basically flawlessly.
1: Nice, nice.
0: So yeah, and, and for context, Sable, which has got a similar but arguably less intensive graphic style, albeit a more open world, um, did stutter and did chug a little bit for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's well optimized on PC, and it, 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 if you've got anything that can run anything,
1: which is also a testament to these. Yeah, it's also a testament to these developers, right? Because like they are seasoned mm. developers. Like these 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 motherfuckers know what they're doing, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you get that vibe when you're playing it. You're like, yeah, this is from a group of people who are good at making games. <laughs> it's very assured, yeah. Yeah, um, and because the director of this one is like Joe something or other. Like it's because it's not the guy who made The Evil Within. It's actually the guy who I would argue I think is the best game director for a Tango because he made The Evil Within two as well, which is far superior to the evil within, in my opinion, at least I find <laughs> evil within 2, It's like, it's so much more refined and it's just, it's, it's fantastic. Um, anyway, uh, I'm loving this game, loving it, loving it. Um, like I said, I am playing dead space. Um, but I'm not, I haven't played much. In fact, I probably won't play anymore until I beat hi-fi rush. And then I'm, I'm diving right into that bad boy. Uh, cause again, mm-hmm. it's very good. but it's so stressful and I'm, I'm so busy this month. I don't want to stress myself out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm waiting until I have a little bit of a, a vacation and then it's like, okay, now I'm not gonna be so stressed. Um, I also, okay. So Marion Rabbits was actually just on <laughs> sale a while ago and I really wanted to play some, uh, some, uh, like a switch game of some kind. And I was like, oh, it's on sale. And I loved the first Marion Rabbits, And so I picked up Sparks of Hope. Yeah, it's just as good as the first one. I don't I mean, in fact, I can't tell if there's anything different, but it's been a long time since I played the first one. Now they had the sparks in it. So this one is like it's focusing on um like Rosalina and like the like Mario Galaxy stuff, uh, more than what the first one was doing. So they introduced sparks, which are basically like the little like uh star things that you would get um in Mario Galaxy, and they can like you get different attacks for them and you can level up the sparks and uh you can equip them on different characters, so You can kind of kit out your characters the way you want to um it's a good game I mean I love the idea of like the I like the being able to free movement and like doing all the movement abilities and like hopping people off of each other and now I have like characters who can do two or three team jumps so we can like move across the entire map almost in like one go um and it's just like I, I I don't know it's really fun it's really easy in some ways um even on the difficulty that it's at, it's never been a particularly challenging thing, but they offer you some more challenging missions. So there are these like more difficult ones that you can play that are truly quite challenging. Um, But at the same time, I don't really know if I would want to bump up the difficulty all that much with this game because like, I don't think it's meant, Do like it's weird, right? Like this isn't one that I'm coming into being like, I want the most difficult strategy game I've ever played. It's more like, I'm here for a good time, not a
0: hard time, you know? (laughs) And it's enjoyable in part because it, if it's anything like the first one anyway, in part because it's quite straightforward. There's a a degree of like comfort blanket to it as as people who've played other difficult strategy games.
1: That's a really good way to describe it. It is kind of like a comfort blanket where you know what you're getting into.
0: (laughs) It's almost like coming from a, if you like maybe put Celeste and XCOM together, so it's almost like coming from those to a Mario game, it's like, it's what I want to play, but I also don't want to like struggle while I'm doing it. Uh, it it's a different vibe with the same kind of mechanics.
1: Exactly. And they still offer, you know, moments for you to kind of go and um, mm. because like, you know, they're competent, like, like, they're a very competent um team with this so like if you want challenge they have areas where they're like here you go man and like yeah they can be pretty fucking cruel like there's some there's some good shit that you can do here that you really are like shit man i forgot how fast they can move and it's tough because you can't see like th- there's no like range of range of, um, range of sight kind of thing right because like the enemies mm-hmm. can move so quickly that you have no real way of knowing where the hell they're gonna go in a turn you just kind of pray and it ain't near you at times. Um, and there are so many moves yep. that can like throw you way out of there. Like it's, uh, yeah, it, They and they increase the difficulty um, very gradually, but uh, very well. Like they keep introducing new kind of abilities and, and new um, specials and stuff. So, uh, yeah, the story is fucking stupid, but it was stupid in the first one <coughs> as well. Um, and it's, it's, that's why it works. Cause it is stupid and they know it's stupid and that's why it's fun. <laughs> uh, is it still
0: grid based in terms of the movement? Cause I feel like I've seen screenshots that suggested it might not be. Was the first one grid based?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what's different about this. Not grid based at all.
0: It's completely. Right. Free-moving. Okay. Um,
1: you just it's have... when you
0: said it was like exactly the same, I was like, is it? Ooh.
1: That's why I can't oh, remember yeah. what the first one was like. That was the deal. Um, uh, and this one, okay. Cause in the first one, did you have to select where you were going?
0: Yes, but B-Row was like your cursor almost. Ah, oh, okay.
1: This game is crazy different then. So, <laughs> the way this game works, there is no it's selecting. control now, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. you run your character all over the place, and you can like run them all over, and you can. The only thing that changes is that when you shoot, you stop moving. So if you shoot, you have to stop. But all your abilities can be used anywhere. So, for example, I could run into the middle of a group of people. I could dash them. I could then trigger a like area of effect, uh, special attack. And then I could run away, go hide behind cover and shoot them. So it's like, it's, it's the most unique um, strategy, like turn-based strategy um, system I've ever played because I've never had this amount of control um, mm-hmm. in this way in a game like this before. Um, and what makes it neat is like when you team jump, you know, you're just moving them around then you land and you can still move all over the place. Like, it's really interesting um, in what it does. So yeah, it's extremely different then. And, uh, Hmm. I think it's a smart change to the point where, so clearly it's so effective because I had, I didn't even realize after having beat the first one in the DLC that they changed anything. It just felt natural. So clearly they did a good job on that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know what I mean? So like in that sense, I'd be like, yeah, well, well done. You guys hit it out of the park. Um, it's just such a, it's so weird. I, I know this isn't like, this is sort of a tangent, but it's so weird how good these games are um you know like the concept is so stupid I hate the rabbits in a lot of ways and yet they're so funny in this and they're so well well used and it it really like I don't know I think what it proves to me is that like because let's be honest the rabbits are like the minions of the video game world um and I think the thing is is that they're effective when they are secondary right like when they are sort of in the game but they're not the game they're like really good and then when they're the full game they start to grate on your nerves because you're like oh it's a little much (laughs) Um, i think
0: having them cosplay as other characters almost brings out the best qualities of the rabbits it does because you almost get to see them as an inversion on a trope yeah
1: and like yeah and i mean um rabbit mario is so fucking he's very funny though i will admit i rarely use any of the rabbits when i'm playing um mm,
0: yes that's the other thing as well you have to have at least one rabbit in your team and if i remember correctly from the edge right up there's no um no requirements there's no party requirements you can even just get rid of mario yeah oh can, yeah you always have to be in the party in the first one
1: yeah you absolutely don't have to use mario i mean i do because he's fucking a tank in this his overwatch yeah. is broken yeah yeah he has two shots yeah. oh yeah the overwatch is ins- like him and luigi's overwatch is like fucked because you can um yep. you can in one turn you can, like, I have Luigi now can dash three times in a turn. So I can kill one character with Luigi. just have to team jump. And then you'll hit Luigi's Overwatch. You'll go with Mario, dash someone, shoot it up. He'll shoot that guy. You that's do the very same yeah, thing yeah. with Mario. I, I've, I've won games in a single turn. Like, I don't even have to have them do anything because you can just do so much stuff, which I think is great. Like, that's a really, um, that's a really fun and, and, like, cool thing that you can do with their system. Um, and, and they encourage you to try to figure out like, how can you win as fast as possible? Because really the longer you play a game, the worse it is, but they have lots of different, uh, like, you know, some missions you have to survive for a certain amount of time. Others, you have to get to a certain point. Others, you're killing a certain amount of enemies. You know what I mean? Like they offer a lot of variety in it. It's not all the same every time. Um, mm. so yeah, I like, I can't recommend it enough. I'm sort of playing it like alongside another game. We'll talk about in a second here, which uh I didn't think I was going to get but Nintendo did this uh they do this uh voucher thing which I don't know do they do that in the UK do you have these Nintendo Switch vouchers
0: You can buy them on the eShop yeah Okay great I, but my my motivation on the eShop is very different because my um employer has a policy that you can exchange um things for reward points yeah including Switch points so um all my games I just buy them a la carte like that I, and if it's a big box title i'd rather have the chip anyway but i know that's not your motivation so i'll let you get back to yeah the no i couldn't it. give a fuck about physicals but um <laughs> i just don't
1: give a shit I, I, I used to but i actually at this point i have so much shit in my house like I, I play war gaming now right i got all my lord of the rings figures i need space in my house for my figures <laughs> um but anyway um they had these things and it's like, it's not like a, it's not a crazy amazing deal, but it's like 40, 50 bucks off of like two games basically, which honestly for a number of them where I'm like, they're not going to get cheaper anytime soon. Um, Or they're just not going to get cheaper for some of them. Or there's a few where I'm like, if they do get cheaper, this is actually going to be the best discount I'll get for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'll get some vouchers. So I got one. I actually, I think I got, um, did I get two of these? Yeah, I don't know. I, I bought a bunch because I, I did pre-orders for Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom and uh, Advanced Wars, but I got Scarlet um, and I got Fire Emblem Engage because I really want to play them both and uh, I started playing Pokemon Scarlet and uh, it's like really cool. Um, really neat take on it. Uh, wow. No one was exaggerating the tech issues. It looks like fucking ass. Like it, I <laughs> honest to God, honest to God, it's ridiculous. Like, Especially, especially with Metroid Prime Remastered coming out right now, that looks fucking gorgeous. You've got mm. this motherfucking piece of shit that looks so bad. It's, I, it, I know some people are like, oh, it's fine. Motherfucker, people pop in in the cutscenes. In the fucking cutscenes, there's pop in. <laughs> fuck right off. Like, I am sorry, but fuck right off. Like, you are the biggest you're the biggest company in the world. Like Pokemon is the largest brand name ever. And I know people are like, oh no, but the video game is different. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. They make billions. Go fuck yourself. They make billions of dollars. <laughs> they could put so much money into the fucking video game company. Like that's that to me is the biggest bullshit on the planet. And they're like, I oh, mean, yeah, but the company—they're so overworked, and I'm like, "Oh, shut up!" That's the fucking corporate assholes who aren't giving them enough resources. So, as far as I'm concerned, inexcusable, fucking bullshit, right off the bat. Oh my god! And someone grew like—I there was this girl in the corner of my screen who like grew like six times larger all of a sudden. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It was just like, what? and then like went down, and I was like, "What the fuck was that?" And oh my god! And some of the stupidest shit, like. Oh, and because you can fight anywhere now, man, that's caused some really funky bullshit. The camera is so busted. Like, I'll have moments where it's like, I get into a Pokemon battle, and I'm like, wait, where's my Pokemon? And I'm like, where'd I go? And I'm like, trying to like, swivel the camera around, and then eventually I can get this like, fucking up my Pokemon's asshole shot, because they're on a fucking hill. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's just... It's, and you know what the worst part is? It's really fucking fun. And, like, it's a really interesting game. And, like, it's doing really unique things with the fucking... Um, with the Pokemon, like, you know... for Although the fucking intro, man. I get this is a game for kids, but Jesus Christ. They talk at you for so long. I was like, just... Can I ju- I know how to play Pokemon, all right? I fucking know. <laughs> like, let me skip it. Um, Anyway, just all this shit. Um, so, anyway, I... <laughs> Oh, dude, I don't even know where to go on with this. Like, everything I thought this game was going to be, it is. And that, to me, is one of the most hilariously interesting things, where, like, sometimes... Because, you know, a lot of people overblow shit when they talk about games that come out, you know? And I thought maybe Pokemon Scarlet had been overblown a little bit. Not at all. I was like, nah, not at all. It's yeah. like, it's entirely... Ac- like, the opening cutscene, where they're, I'm following Koriden, like, the Pokemon, as it's, like, flying around. And... <laughs> They have the balls to do a close-up of this Pokemon's eye. And it looks so bad. Like, it's, it looks like a PS2 game. It's so bad looking. Like, I shit you not. I was like, dudes, you're really gonna close-up on the model that you clearly have six pixels on? That's a bad call, my dudes. Like, I was like, this is so stupid. And the grass is just little 2D, like, green triangles, right? It's so like you're like oh, good grass there. That looks real nice. And the grass is meaningless in this game because the Pokemon are just everywhere. So like, I don't even know. Oh my God. Why do they do it? Why did they do it? I I know. And and I know the trees is such a thing that like people, and like, I know because people say like, oh, you don't care when you're playing. Yes, you do care when you're playing because I got to look at this shit. I got to stare at it while I'm playing this fucking game. And it's just, oh my God. It's like, it's straight up like I'm playing a GameCube game. Like, honest to God, it feels like a GameCube game. Um, or a 3DS game at best. And that's what it is. Like, I'm like, oh, this is a 3DS game. Because these motherfuckers don't know how to make a 3D game. They just actually don't know how. Um, which, fine. I don't know how to make a 3D game either. But you don't see me trying to make one. So it's like one of these things just, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like... I don't know. I just... Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I have zero empathy or sympathy at all. <laughs> these kind of companies you know like because i'll hear people defending it and i'm like why do you why do you defend games why does anyone defend a game like it's like like i made art don't defend my art i've made shit art in my life and it was shit don't defend it it was bad that's fine there's bad things that get made this is an example of one (laughs) i would probably beat the game though (laughs) because it's actually enjoyable i just wish it actually looked and functioned in a way that was decent so that i didn't have to fucking save every few minutes to make sure i didn't get a crash Cause it did crash on me um but I was like, wait they did crash on you yeah it crashed on me pretty quick um so um, i was like all right yeah. yeah they have a pretty generous auto save because i think they know that it fucking crashes so they're like better auto save after everything because uh, it's gonna happen and terrestrializing is so stupid it's so fucking stupid man the fucking crystal shit what the fuck is that about <laughs> i was like what? like they always have to add some shit so that they can sell more plushies or something you know what i mean <laughs> i was like why 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 do they terrestrialize I, I i whatever i don't even want to talk about that um <laughs>
2: I have to say that at the very least, like, from the competitive Pokemon standpoint, the terrestrializing has made some Pokemon very viable. And Uh, holy crap, they've seen some crazy (laughs) start to use over there.
1: Yeah, but, you know, to me, when I hear about, like, things like the competitive scene, I'm like, man, fuck the competitors. The competitive scene will do whatever it wants always. Do you know what I mean? They're always going to do shit. They're always going to compete. So I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about them at all there's such a niche group of people who will play a game you know like it's a tiny sliver um who will make you a know, big deal uh, right. exactly
0: fuck, in, the competitive scene fuck the poor i guess what the fuck everybody <laughs> yeah, fuck well no the poor are great
1: <laughs> i mean the game might say fuck the poor because you got to pay this much for a fucking broken piece of shit but,
0: <laughs> just... but why, if you're a poor competitive scene player well, only fuck uh. half of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you <should be> <laughs> no, no, But I mean, I don't mean fuck as it like, I, like have fun if you're competitive. But I just for me, it's like, like if terrestrializing serves one purpose and it's the competitive scene, then it's like, what's the point? Um, <laughs> it's like, I, that's as far as I look at it. Um, I don't know. Whenever I like, I think the reason that I feel a little like ugh when I see things like Trestalizing is because it's just the Dynamax, it's just the whatever the shit they did in Sun and Moon, it's just the Gigantith whatever in Pokemon X and Y. You know what I mean? It's like it's the gimmick for the game that you're like, oh, here's this thing that I'm never gonna give a fuck about that makes my Pokemon look a lot worse. Uh, so I'm like, like I don't know. This is just I don't me. Know which
2: ones were cool though.
1: You w- which one?
2: Mega evolutions were
1: cool. Oh, yeah. Mega evolutions were actually neat because they were actual new evolutions. That, that was cool. Um, Dynamax is like, oh, look, your Pokemon's big and <laughs> the sprite looks worse now. i fun, <laughs> Just because you, you blow <laughs> it up. And, do you know what I mean? Like they, I was like, they were never meant to be this large. Um, and, and
2: Z-Moves, Sun and Moon was like, hey, don't you get to do like one super powerful move? And that's it.
1: Yeah, and Z-moves were definitely, I think, they're the worst of all of them, for sure. Because they were like, what was the point of these things? Um, But uh, Trestalizing is is pretty stupid. I I have to say, it's pretty dumb. Um, (laughs) It it, it looks dumb. It looks really dumb. Oh, hey, look, my fire Pokemon has a chandelier on his fucking head now. Cool. Um, And you're like, you know that took up so much development. Like, here's why it's fucking stupid. You have a game that has so many fucking bugs, has... Fucking horrifying textures. And you spent probably an ungodly amount of hours terrestrializing all the fucking Pokemon in the game. That's what you spent your fucking time on. That's what you spent your time on. Shit that doesn't even need to be in the game. Shit that absolutely doesn't. But they need to put it in there so that they can make some excuse for raids and shit, right? Even though the raids could just be strong Pokemon
0: because they make Titan
1: Pokemon in this fucking... What the fuck, game freak? I just
0: Uh I'm so angry from this so game that I, You're making me so glad that I don't give a shit about Pokemon. Know, but it's fun! That's the fucking stupid thing. The stupid thing is that <laughs> it's
1: kidding? really fucking sure? fun. It is! That's yeah. why I'm so upset about the game. It's <laughs> because... genuinely fun. The game is genuinely fun
2: that it looks like us and it runs like
1: chip. This is what drives me nuts. It's genuinely the best Pokemon game. Probably ever like it is probably the best one out there like genuinely Which is why it is so fucking frustrating that there are so many stupid fucking things in this game because you're like Literally, I can do whatever I want. Oh my god. This is what I have always wanted and I can actually do whatever I want It's not like sure you can do whatever you want, but you better do this this and this it's like no No, no, you can do whatever you want. Go have fun (sighs) Game Freak's gonna fucking take years off my life, man every fucking time they put a game out, it's like, they pull me back in somehow. They just, they get you in every fucking time. Anyway, I actually do recommend Pokemon Scarlet, despite all the shit that I've said. I legit recommend <laughs> it because it is actually very fun. It's just, you're gonna go through an existential crisis while you play the game, because it's fucking insane.
0: Oh, oh I <laughs> <The> tra- <laughs> It's that trade-off and me. You get decent video game. You also get five years off your life.
1: This is literally what it is. This is like you're gonna lose a couple of years off your life playing this game, but you're gonna have a really fun time while you do it. So like, I don't oh. know what to tell you, man. Um, yeah, holy shit, what a weird game, man. Oh, also one other thing. Why is there no voice acting?
0: Why is there no voice I, acting? They don't have the budget for that. They're a lonely a, developer, Alex. They they can't stretch yeah, for that play stuff. Yeah, there's
2: a specific section of the game, and then I say when you're gonna notice you're gonna know you are gonna you're gonna wish that section of the game has voice acting
1: oh i know there's a couple i know um anytime they yell i'm like could you please do voice acting it's really weird <laughs> uh what part are you thinking no, paula i don't even care if i know find out
2: <laughs> uh, i'm thinking end game
1: uh, okay in the end game yeah and there's no voice acting you're saying.
2: There's no voice acting. And it's like, why didn't you put voice acting at the very least in this section of the game? Okay, well, once I get there. It would have made it so well.
1: Yeah. Well, because, you know, it it makes it really weird because there are these, like, really intense scenes where, like, there's this music playing and then it's just a guy going, doing nothing. Just moving their arms. And then all you, and then it says, like, run fast. And it's like, you know, that would be a lot more intense if I wasn't looking at a subtitle without any sound. And it's like, you know, because again, I know Pokemon is the biggest thing on the fucking planet, so they're gonna put it into every goddamn language out there. So I get it. I get it. I'm not expecting voice acting everywhere, right? Like, I don't need it in conversations. Whatever, that's fine. Lots of games don't do that. But in your fucking cutscenes, y- yeah, man, you need it. You fucking need it. Because honestly, that's not gonna cost that much. The amount of, vo- of cutscenes in this game, there's not that fucking many. You could probably, you- one day, one day per language, easy. Guaranteed. I've done a lot of voice acting. Absolutely, for this game, you could voice act the entirety of the game in one day, easy. And yet, no. Just no. Just weird pantomime throughout the, all the cutscenes. Oh Lord Almighty! Anyway, I don't know why I give a shit. This is a game for ten-year-olds. Um, you know what I mean? Like that's like, 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 it's a game for ten-year-olds. You play a fucking basically a ten-year-old, right? Like that's who it's for. And yet. Look at me, I get pulled in every fucking time because it's fun. All right, I don't want to talk about Pokemon anymore. Uh, fucking game. <laughs> well, I'm going to continue
2: talking about Pokemon then. <laughs> <you> <laughs>
1: yeah, go down.
2: So, my interesting thing is that the game doesn't run any worse uh, if you pull in another player into your world. Like, it runs exactly the same, which is nice because if it runs any game. worse, that I would be throwing hands over here. Um, But the thing is, we have discovered some very interesting things on what can be done in multiplayer in Pokémon, in the sense of how buggy we can make it. So my boyfriend and I were were playing, and he was going for one of uh, his version exclusive Pokemon, and that Pokémon was standing on a specific spot uh, on the map, on the desert, and we were like sharing the world of. We were. I, I was in his world pretty much, so I could see his exclusive, except that one. So when he started battling that Pokemon, I all I could see was his character shouting at the air, like giving commands so to <laughs> an imaginary Pokemon. Because for some reason, is uh, for some reason his Gengar didn't show up either. So, at his side of the screen, like on his screen, he was having an epic Pokemon battle. And on my side of the screen, I just saw, I was seeing a crazy guy shouting at the air, which, which was hilarious. The best that's part. Silent is
0: that- like, you know, where like someone's got the headphones on, and they're like loving it, and you're there and it's just like silent. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like that. And um, the thing is, is that he could still see me. From his point um, like while he was battling, he could see me so I had my mouse card uh, out of the out of its wall and running around uh, my boyfriend I and mean, it was hilarious because it, there was just uh his anthropomorphous cat running around and just. Trolling while he was trying to have a very serious battle, trying to catch one of his uh, exclusive that It is not legendary, but might as well be a legendary. And
1: what the other thing
2: it? is that it I'm was curious.
1: um was
2: it Iron Threats, one of the Paradox Pokemon.
1: Oh, I don't even know what that means. Never mind, continue.
2: <laughs> you'll you'll see in time. And the other thing is, is that I was just playing hide and seek, and at some point he was like, "I just like to, to run around and spook him inside the game." So every time he will walk out of the building, I will appear from out of somewhere, and just say hello. And the thing is, is that I was just hanging out on on a wall because Kaiden can. Can walk on walls at some point of the game after you get a specific power up. And no, if it rains, you don't sleep, you don't sleep. So that is a very good improvement over breath of the well, as weird as that sounds. Um the thing is is that for some ungodly reason he enters into a battle and he and each time you enter into a battle, um like you if you uh, crash into a Pokemon, your crydon will jump back and then you send out your Pokemon. That's the whole animation thing that's going on here. In his game, he just jumped back normally. In my game, I was just hanging in the wall and suddenly his crydon was like on top of my cryd like using it as a stepping zoo and I was like hey are you seeing this? No my game like I see his game it is just normal as always or not as always but you get the, you get it. <laughs> and in my game it was like hey I am a bird perch now. So <laughs> it was weird. Um, yeah and I think those are the most notable instances of we finding bugs on the multiplayer, but we've had a good laugh uh, because of all the those mishaps. And so, and sometimes he will just be battling a Pokemon, and I'll just send my Pokemon to out to battle other Pokemon, and he will hear the super effective um, music or like super effective like. Um, June, I guess, and he's like, Okay, I'm just here trying to battle, and you're destroying the entire ecosystem around me like in two Mm -hmm. seconds. And I'm like, No, I don't know what you're talking about. Presents to kill another, um, another Pokemon. And he's like, I knew it anyway. (laughs) Um, as for the Pokedex, I I have 222 Pokemon left to be caught, and uh, so I can complete the Pokedex and receive my chain charm. And that's about it for Pokemon Scarlet. As for Pokemon Showdown, I finally decided on a team because I've been trying to make a team for season two on the competitive Pokemon scene on Pokemon Scarlet. And the main Pokemon that I have is Dragonite, which is a there are a steel type, and has the ability multi multi And I have I like I really like Dragonite because it can be very very bulky and hit like a tank. And it has a an ability called multi that as long as it has the full HP, um, the first hit will um, it kind of counts as if it has a max defense. And I also give it an item called um, the Assault Test, where as long as all your moves are damaging attacks, or da- attacks, straight up attacks, um, you have your special defense increase. So it can very much survive uh, an ice beam, which is supposed to be uh, very frail too, because it is a uh, flying dragon, and both of those types are weak to ice. It has some very fun uh, attacks, like String speed, stone edge, ice spinner, which is a new one. It can now learn an ice type move, and outrage just for the damage. I'm not going to go into depth with the, the other ones. I'm just going to say that I have Aglimora, which is a very interesting Pokemon, because each time you hit it, it Kind of like drops toxic spikes, so the next Pokemon your opponent sends in gets poisoned. Then I have my special wall, which is a Gastrodon, which I discovered you can give the Therati fire and it has an ability which makes it immune to water, which is very nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then Mioscarada, which was a surprise to me because usually well, not usually. Starters do have like that one starter that is good and competitive. And I think two of the starters on this generation are good and competitive, one of them being uh, So that is my Glass Cannon. Then I have Arcanine, which is kind of like both support and Punchy-Punchy. And finally, I have I Raycon, which is seriously very good as a support Pokemon. That can just set up a tailwind and make all like the whole everyone on your team go faster. So that was uh, a very good story. So that is gonna be my team for Pokémon Scarlet. I have to create it and train it. Holy crap! I forget that part, that part where you have to put a lot of effort in. But anyways, um, the other Pokémon game that I'm playing is Pokemon Yellow, because my nephew found his 3DS, and he found out that the thing still works. The 3DS is still broken, so he has access to any game on this Earth uh, made for the system. And in particular, he had a Pokemon Yellow installed, and he was like, hey, I never played this game before, because, well. In his opinion, it looks um, weird. That's that's how he um, he he describes it. He's twelve years old, so he said he he sees anything that is like from the Game Boy era or Game Boy Advance era, and immediately he goes like "ew." Um Uncultured but for some swine. reason he was like <laughs> <laughs> for some the reason just these because days. he just start with a to, he decided to start this game and he, and I think part of it is because um for some reason he likes seeing like the creepy stuff on Pokemon and one of the things that he heard about a lot is about the a graveyard in Lavender Town, and how the music was kind of creepy. So he wants to experience that for himself, which is kind of cute. But I didn't say anything at him. Um, he was like, "Okay, I do have it too. So why don't we play together?" And I was like, "Okay, let's play together." So we are in Meridian Forest right now. Mm-hmm. And since he's not here right now because he's on vacation. Um, we Will continue uh, Pokemon Yellow playing Pokemon Yellow whenever he comes back. Hopefully, that's enough of Pokemon because holy crap, you do you can't have too much Pokemon in your life.
0: Agreed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a thing.
0: <laughs> I've played over um, the last ten minutes. I'm like, hey, cool, flying type, Garudon, <laughs> Digimon, whatever. <laughs>
1: easy i just heard the internet <laughs> ruffle <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: like they're different <laughs> <laughs> what are these tamagotchi things anyway oh oh my god i
2: need anyway. to go for my ID because <laughs> i feel old you said tamagotchi and i felt really old mm. damn
0: Newsflash, we're all good. Anyways, they came back. You can buy those for you again now. They've started making them again. It's a whole thing.
1: And Tiamat, again. Yeah, I know. Age is relative. We're sorry. <laughs> he always says we're not old. <laughs> and he's right. But I feel old.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, I was thinking, All oh, right, I really wanted that Ibi Tamagotchi. You know, guys, did you know there's an Ibi Tamagotchi?
0: I believe it. Of course I didn't, but I believe it.
2: Like, I kind of want it, but it is too expensive for being just a Tamagotchi, so I didn't get it, but it is cute. Anyway, back to the program. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) The other thing that I've been playing is Caffe Enchante. Enchante. Enchante, Enchante, Enchante. And, um, I, I... started this crusade to replay uh, some of my favorite routes in Atomic Games. So right now, I am on the common route of Cafe Enchante. But I want to just replay uh, Iru's uh, route, which is the Fallen Angel, who loves Atomic Games. There's clearly not a bias there.
0: Mm.
2: And I am prepared to suffer again, because this game, even though the uh, common route is very lovely and more lighthearted than not. It is route in particular is um, is probably gonna break me again, which is fine. the the The, the route is fantastic and it really reminds me of an RPG. And I'm like, why didn't this? Why isn't this game an RPG? Because there, it has like so much like RPG nomenclature and. It has RPG like music and it has like RPG like scenes. You even battle God. You have to battle God. And it's like, why isn't this game an RPG? And it has a, a scene straight up of Jingmao and Tense in one of the other crowds, but I'm not going to say which one because it doesn't mean anything this podcast. Uh, anyway, I'm just going to. Go uh, with we'll the fall, have some fun with this game, and probably I'm going to jump uh, into Pio or other game after this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Another game that I've been playing, because um with a group of friends, we, we also have like the game of the month kind of thing, is the Red Strings Club. And hopefully, oh when I first heard about this game, I really thought that it was going to be like Valhalla where you just have to, but the bartender stuff. And no. That's not all you do. At all. Nope. So, what happens is that uh, the the drinks are a mechanic. You can uh, get information out of your out of the people that visit the tavern um, by trying to. I guess brew a drink that appeals to a certain emotion, and then you will be able to talk to the person and ask about certain topics. Uh, the thing is, is that there's another whole section of the game where you should I say or should I know? Because.
0: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> anyway.
2: So. Anyway, so there's this Android uh, coming into the tavern, and you kind of like see their memories. And then there's a corporation doing bad preparation stuff to the surprise of no one. And the thing is is that this game starts treating the topics in such a way that you start questioning your own point of view. And it is amazing. I am not very. I'm not very far into the game yet, but I'm like one hour in things. Uh but I'm really enjoying it.
0: It's not a very long game. Um I'm double checking my my time as we speak. Um I played this game a while back and it is really, really good. Interestingly, um the game is almost like a, a, a an excuse to compile a load of like short itch.io experiences that the developer had already made. Um, So again, just because I don't remember um, what bits come before or after, sort of roughly where you are in the game, I'm not going to sort of divulge any specifics. But um, a lot of these sort of individual moments are playable as their own things via itch.io. And a lot of those little mini game section things have been ported to Vita as their own separate parts um I played this game and completed it in just over three hours. So you're actually probably further in than you think, Paula.
2: Nice. That is very good to know.
0: But it's because great
2: I couldn't. Really yeah, I really like it, but I couldn't imagine it by being like over long because it would overstay its welcome probably. But like you wouldn't know what like to do. It. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it for the Red String stuff. Join in the next episode for more about it. Um probably uh, some existential crisis from my side because holy crap, it is doing that already. Hmm. Um, another game that I'm just starting, but I want to shout out anyways is Chaos Head Noah. Finally, 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 this game. I waited so long for an English patch and an English version of this game because um, the community of Zero initially, like, um, last year was making a PC port for the game because I think it's originally on Xbox and something else. And um, they were like translating the game and making a port. Short after, um, it was announced that the game would get an official localization with a port for PC, Switch, PS4, and um, I don't know if it's Xbox or not, but. Then, just uh, before the game released, it was banned first from Steam, and after the backlash, it was released on Steam. Ooh. The game came out so buggy with so many game breaking bugs, seven of them just on the true ending of the game, that the, the Committee of Zero not only started working on um, an improved uh, translation of the game, which by the way, they were like 90, 90, 99% done when the game came out. So they only had to uh, finish the translation, the localization, sorry, and then squash all the bugs because there were so many of them. The The patch was supposed to come out with the game like in October. Or like November maybe. Mm -hmm. I just came out like uh, a couple uh, last week or like a a couple of weeks ago because there was so much more work to do after the game came out. So I am happy I'm finally playing this game. Um, this one this one is from the science adventure series. So chaos head, Gate, robotic notes, anonymous code plus a uh, chaos chaos tells things zero robotic Nose Dash. that is like the more or less canon side of the story plus some uh, a few uh a few fun discs of the game uh one of most of them that are localized are from for Stainsgate, things because why wouldn't you create more content for the favorite game of all
1: mm
2: um it checks out <laughs> uh, well thank well Stensky talks about time traveling and robotic notes talks about from what i watch from the anime anyway it uh, talks about mechas and ais from what i watch from the anime which i know is a ship port or like a ship Anime based on on a game, but still has the overall plot uh, of it, is that um, there's these phenomena where you can kind of like cause uh, mass illusions for people, where there's like this person with a backpack that emits a signal and makes like a whole side of the city it about, for example, a monster breaking, it, uh, breaking in and destroying the city. And this is interesting because I may be wrong, by the way, because it has been so long since I watched the anime. And I remember, well, one, one, first of all, I remember the protagonist being kind of pathetic. Also having like this imaginary friend and living in like um, almost like a cargo thing. Like one of those cargo things from for the trucks, containers, a container, living inside oh, a container. container.
0: Yeah, 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 I know what you mean that. Yeah, for a minute, uh, yeah.
2: Um, being uh pretty much a hikikomori and spending all his days just playing games, um, maybe going to school, but I doubt it. Um, I remember. Also, that uh, the phenomena that I just described—that about these mass illusions and some kind of like evil committee organization kind of thing—just like it And the other thing that I remember is that they actually have weapons, but like weapons generated out of thin air, which was kind of weird. So let's see if my memory kind of like checks. Or, like, if my memory is crap. So, this marks the uh, last big adventure through the entirety of the science adventure series, starting with Chaos Hednoa. And I'm so excited because I finally can play every single title uh, of this series, like, at least the mainline titles, localized in Mm English. You don't even know how happy I am because of that. So, yeah, and finally, 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 I swear this one is the last one, Operation Tango. I love this game. I, g- I gifted it to, uh, to my boyfriend for Christmas, and it's pretty much a game where one of you is an agent, and the other one is the guy in the chair. And they it like, is incredibly okay. fun. So... In this case, since I get dizzy with uh, camera movements because it isn't the first person, my boyfriend is the agent and the guy in the chair. And you have to, everyone, like each of you see different stuff, like the hacker, the guy in the chair pretty much sees like the system, uh, the hackers, like, I mean, the, he's trying to hack into the system and then you have to uh you you can see like through the cameras where your uh, companion is and you can uh, control uh for example uh a security rifle i think it's called uh through the camera to uh, deactivate things so your companion can Get into certain spaces and then do the thing that they're supposed to be doing. The game is really really fun. fun.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at the Steam page now. It looks really good.
2: I totally recommend it. I 100% recommend it. It is a very awesome game. We only done a couple of missions, but we're gonna keep coming for more because this game is just plain amazing. And for it has to be played uh, co-op, and you only need one copy of the game to save the world, as the Steam page says. Uh, the other player can just use what is called the friend pass, like in It Takes Two. Yeah. And yeah, I recommend it. Go play it. It is on Steam.
0: It's uh, awesome. finally, yeah.
2: that's all yeah.
0: friends. I thought I had it through um, PS Plus. I thought I recognized the, the key art, but I don't think I do, but it is on PS4 as well.
2: Yeah. Why anyway, don't, don't
0: you... any of you... Rick, take it away. Yes. i You had to think <laughs> you hadn't then, didn't you? You had a moment. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, I've i played a few games um, since we last spoke. Um, obviously, we've already talked about Hi-Fi Rush, so I won't touch on that anymore. But... Um, I played a lot more of Valkyrie Profile Lenneth. So for for context, when we spoke about it last, over the course of maybe like a month plus, maybe even two, I've played the opening couple of hours. I'm now on 15 hours. It's really properly clicked for me, and and I think the game doesn't do the best job of onboarding, doesn't do the best job of um making it exciting from the word go. However, uh, with a guide and once you've got a team together and some grasp on the mechanics and the way the menus are laid out in the back and the the cadence of levelling up characters and sending them to um, Asgard and and the way those other things work. Um, There is a lot of fun to be had here. Um, It definitely still shows its age in some areas. Um, I think the guide helps to mitigate that massively. Um, The map also starts to come into its own in some of the more complex dungeons, Um, mostly because the ones in the guide aren't great and (laughs) some of it's written... I think with the expectation that there were going to be sort of labels denoting which door on one section of the map goes to which area on another section of the map, and they just weren't implemented at all. Uh, Whereas the wireframe mapping game does sort of point from box to box um, to show you which paths lead where. So between the two, you can absolutely understand where you're going. Um, I really like the storytelling of this one. You see more of it as you go through more of the game. Um, Although the the overarching plot is about this big sort of um, climactic battle for Asgard um, between the the forces of Aesir and Vanis. Um, Your moment-to-moment gameplay is focused very heavily on like the life of the humans in Midgar and the idea that the gods have abandoned them and um, big existential questions, uh, real sort of, tragedy to these stories as well because the ones you hear mostly are the ones that result in someone dying and as such being um, a candidate for an Iron Heria, um for the Valkyrie um, so the storytelling is good the combat once it gets going is very good um, the menus kind of suck there, there's no getting around it but you learn your way around them and I think it's the kind of game that's worth sticking with to see the meat. Um, you know, like a chicken drumstick, like it's worth getting your hands messy to get it off the bone. Um, so been having a good, I know that's an analogy and a half. I got a face of like, that said. Not like where I thought I was fun. going with that, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really enjoying that one. I, Especially now I've got this week off, I, I expect to have finished it um by the time we talk next um i've played a little bit more of ff7 remake but i mean i'm i'm only just um out of seventh heaven for the first time like i'm still very early game um it's like 5 minutes here 10 minutes there um once i'm finished with valkyrie profile i expect i'll have a bit more time to devote to that one um haven't really touched Klonoa 2 but it, it's still ongoing um, I've played about halfway through uh, the Vita port of Dead Space. Uh, this port is not perfect. There are a variety of sort of bugs of varying um, sizes. The two main ones are if the console is slept for too long, the game freezes up, you have to restart. Uh, the second one, I've only encountered this once, um, but somewhere in and around chapter five, uh, there are 12 chapters total. Um, the audio just cut out on me. And again, I had to just close the game down and restart it to fix that. Um, a known issue with this port is that subtitles don't work. And with the story being told heavily um, over audio between you and, and someone off-site, um, the audio is quite important to have. Um, the game holds up. The quality is absolutely there. And I am enjoying it far more... Um, with physical controls, it was perfectly serviceable on touchscreen. Um, they absolutely made it make sense. Um, however, the whole HUDless design thing um, struggles a little bit when your character's health bar is underneath the thumb that's controlling their movement. So <laughs> that that doesn't really work all that well. And they had to be creative with some other solutions. So like your stasis um, is activated by pressing a button on the shoulder pad of your character. Um, Infinitely better on controls where that is just a press of the triangle and movement doesn't cover up your character's health bar. Um the game is a really cool sort of cut-down D make of the basic sort of Dead Space formula. It's set halfway, but it's set between the first two games. Um if you have a Vita and are willing to jump through a couple of hoops to get this port working, um it's not to be missed. I think even if you know nothing about Dead Space, this game absolutely stands up as its own thing and was designed to be as such, although it's like a mid call. um, You can tell this was something where the thinking was, well, people try this on mobile. They might buy the actual game. And I think the quality is such that that would have been a fair fair assessment. Um, What else am I playing? Um, I'm going to scrub that because I've basically not started it. Uh, That's a mystery game that you guys will find out about later. Two other games. First, Tycho No Tatsujin Drum and Fun for the Switch. Um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I have got like a, a full fat Switch now, an OLED model. Um, went splits on that with my girlfriend. Uh, we've got Mario Kart, played bits of that. Obviously, we played part-time UFO on that. Um, I bought myself a, a Switch Tycho drum and I've been playing some uh, some Tycho drum. It's really good. Um, I had a bit of a fight with getting my head around the calibration and the timing at first because when you set it up for the TV, it's like you can either do it so that um, you're supposed to hit the drum as it's entering the circle so it meets the beat or you can do it so that hitting the drum is when the disc is in the circle. Neither of them really work properly, although I found the former is more reliable overall. But the drum itself is really well built. Obviously, it's never going to match up to an arcade Tyco no Taxogen drum, but it is very serviceable for the price they're charging for these things. Um, and it's every bit as fun, probably more so because you get to play in the comfort of your own home rather than in an arcade where after every song you've then got to reset things through. Um, the track list is pretty strong, and I'm probably not going to leave this on my playings. So I'm not going to count it as completed because... Uh, drum and fun specifically is just like a track list with some alternate modes to play some of those tracks. If you want them, uh, when they go back on sale, I am absolutely going to be buying one of the two like Tyco no RPGs that they released for switch where, um, playing the drum track is like your uh, RPG combat. Um, I'm looking forward to getting around to one of those, but I, I just wanted to gush about the drum. It's a great setup. I like having it at home. um, it's really, really good um, as someone who already liked the Taiko drum stuff and wanted that experience in the comfort of his own living room. Um, and then finally, um, would you believe it? There's more Daddish content. So a <laughs> long time listener to this podcast will know that I adore Daddish. It's a series of mobile and Switch games where you are a dad who is also a radish, um, going on adventures to find your rabbit, not rabbit, radish and possum children. Um what the developer has done now, and I'm not sure how I feel about this broadly, um, they have released a version of Dadish which has a new level every day of the year. So 365 levels of daddish one a day, hence the name of the game. Um, they're saying currently only available for that 24 hour window. Um, I wonder if, and this might just be boundless optimism, at the end of the year they'll say, all the levels are there for a fee, maybe. Um, it's ad-supported, or you can pay like a fiver to get rid of the ads. Um, and the interesting thing is that the levels actually skew a fair bit harder uh, already than the mainline Daddish games. And I think that in part is because um, if you're playing daily Daddish, you're probably already aware of Daddish. Um, it does also, to a certain extent, tie into the way that the game is set up to monetize with ads and things like that. But the gameplay is still good. There is still charm. You still have these little dad joke back and forth with your radish children at the end of each level. Um, So lots to like here. Worth saying, I don't think I'd be able to hack this on Switch. I don't think I'd be opening this game every day for a year there. Um, But on mobile, perfect. Those levels are like a minute long at most and a couple of tries to get the star time and you're done for the day. And I actually although i wish it wasn't bound strictly to the one a day formula and i hope that changes down the line um i am a big fan of the game itself and i am looking forward to playing more of it um so that's everything that we have played paula why don't you tell us about the topic this week okay so everything
2: started when i was looking at the scene um and, and i was like damn i should continue playing stray because." What a great game. And I haven't played it at all. And then I it, it dawned on me. You don't usually see like non-anthropomorphic animals like you come on animals in video games like in the protagonistic role. Yeah. Like like you usually see the anthropomorphic anthropomorph oh my god, I can't speak. Alex, Rick, can you help me? Anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic animals. Thank you, guys. And then it was like, hey, why don't we make the topic of animals in video games? And then and then I was like, hey, what if we make it even wider with animals and creatures on video games? So we can include like mythical creatures, just such as I don't know dragons and slimes and stuff like that, just to make it a little bit more fun. That's that's where the idea came in. So uh, where do I even start? Because uh, as I said, in Stray, you play as a cat, a literal cat. Is this cat special? No, it's just a cat. And I think that's the beauty of the game. You just play like an everyday cat in a very weird scenario where everyone is a robot. And you have to go back with your sibling cats uh, by uh, solving this kind of mystery in the quote unquote underworld. And I I have to say the work that oh, sorry.
1: Oh, no, go ahead. You can keep going. I'll add in after.
2: I and I have to take this chance to catch about the uh, the attention the attention to detail about this cat because it really feels like a cat. It's not like, hey, this is a moving block with the skin of a cat. No, it is a cat. It moves like a cat. It it drops stuff like a cat, and it will break things like a cat. So, and it, and we pretty much like just, um, I guess it goes floppy. If you put uh, a backpack on it, like a real life cat, uh, that was quite adorable. And it was like, poor thing. But what have they done to you? So that is like the, like, which animals have you seen in video games, anthropomorphic or not? Like, how are they represented in games? Like, what are their roles to? Like, I don't know, in Stardew Valley, they're like either food or like they produce stuff to use as food
0: the the one that jumps out and this is i suppose the closest analogy to stray um is um was it called a dog's life on ps2 did either of you play that one no idea
2: no it doesn't ring a bell
0: it's uh, kind of like stray but it's not cyberpunk you're just like in the world and you're a dog <clears throat> and you like follow paths with like your smell vision because obviously dogs have got a fucking sick sense of smell um like It was on the PS2. It did not have the level of fidelity that Stray benefits from. Um, And you didn't really feel like a dog. I wouldn't say it was necessarily that accurate to it. But it was all right. And it was even more novel at the time because it's just not like in the, in the early to mid noughties, this shooty shooty bang bang era. It just wasn't, wasn't the done thing. um, I suppose. Um, well, I also. Think, the
1: oh yeah, I was gonna say. I think part of the reason why maybe we're even seeing a little more, like, you know, as paula said, slightly more realistic portrayals of animals now is just that we can do it. um mm-hmm. Like when you think about <laughs> it, <clears throat> the motor functions of animals are ridiculously complicated to animate and to program. Think about how fucking shite your horse controls in Red Dead, and those are some of the most realistic horses on the planet that they've made, and they're they fucking mm-hmm. suck. Like. There's a reason why so many of these, like, even in, like, a, like Skyrim and everything. Like, when you ride a horse, it fucking sucks. Like, it's bad. <laughs> um, because, like, when you think about the mechanics of a horse and of any kind of animal, it's like, you're talking, you, we're no longer in bipedal motion, right? Which is, like, like we already have a hard enough time animating humans two in legs. games. Yeah. yeah, right? Then you incorporate yeah. fucking two more legs in that shit. Um, and you've got animals that can like, and also like cats and shit, like these fucking slinkies of an animal that can just like bend (laughs) and do weird shit all the time. It's like to get that to function properly in a game. I just think it, 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 I think it's a significantly harder challenge than it appears to be, you know? Um, and like, I also think that ultimately the question of, do you be realistic or not ends up, um. I don't know. I think it makes a huge, huge difference in the game, because I think some of these animals, if you turn them into, like, if you try to actually program them, like, realistically-ish, they're probably not very fun. <laughs> mm. um, and even a game like Stray, from what I understand, the platforming is really controlled in that. From is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's like it press A to like jump you... up on
2: things. Uh, you have to be on very specific places, like... First of all, it it has to be like something you can uh, be on like a, a table or something like that. and then it has to be programmed to for the cat to be able to jump into it because otherwise you would have um I think you would have a lot more trouble navigating the world if you could jump just like anywhere. I think Either, it, wherever
0: it, you are it, you it would break the illusion a little bit as well if you could just send them sort of flying,
2: yeah,
0: but I think that's the issue I
2: think
0: right? at least then. right, like
1: here you you trade off realism likely for gameplay, um <clears throat> because frankly, I would have a great time jumping around as a cat, um, and i I don't know if yeah. a ton of people complain about that because I think they they really nailed the fidelity of the realism,,
0: mm. yeah.
1: So I'm sure that actually like aids into it. But I think of like dogs, right? Like there was a really successful thing um, that worked really well because you didn't actually control it. You were just playing with a toy, right? Like it was literally just a toy that you played with essentially. Um, because I even think at that time they probably were like, no, we're not going to try to animate you controlling the actual dog. Um, it's like if we yeah. can just program routines for the dog to do yeah and are we even mm-hmm. much further away from that i don't think we are because clearly stray is pre-baked routines right um yeah. so i don't yeah. know how far we actually are or how like far we've actually come um along those lines like it seems to me that animals if you can control them are always limited like i think of okami right it was really fun but it's a very un it's like you know it's barely a human, right? Like, uh, barely an animal. I mean, like, think of uh, Twilight Princess yeah. as well, right? The wolf form. I feel like wolves are one of the more common ones that we use because they're basically just dogs. But you can also just like make thingy go fast if feel fun, right? And then it, its combat <laughs> does defies all laws of like animal physics, basically. So, which I prefer, frankly, I don't. I don't yeah. give a fuck about realism. Um, it's another one of the things I don't care about. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like I'm, I'm, i, I do not come uh, to play games for real life.
0: Man, I have to I fond memories oh. of Nintendo Dogs of just Same. like shouting at my dog because I wouldn't do the obstacle course.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I loved those games. They were great. Like that was an excellent, excellent um, example of using animals in a game. Um, plus, it helps fact, that like, we thought the yeah.
0: PS microphone could like do anything more than just register whether you are breathing or not.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I know. I can't believe I actually thought that I was doing something when I was playing that game. I mean, I don't know. I was a yeah. child. What was I supposed to expect, right?
0: Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say? You sorry? say
2: like, oh, so so many fun memories of like shouting at my dog and trying to make it do stuff. I'm like, I have not so fun memories of shouting at Pikachu and hey, you Pikachu, and trying to get it to do stuff. <laughs>
0: Odd. Did you have a hey, you Pikachu OG?
2: Yeah, I got it uh, when I went visiting my uh, cousin in the United States. So I got it like for five bucks with the microphone included.
0: Hey, that's alright.
2: And yeah, that's alright. Uh, it was a very good deal. And it was like hey, I really want to hey Pikachu. <laughs> I really want to play this game because I don't know, it's something I keep. Um, as a little kid so and mm. um, holy crap i wouldn't have had the patience to even try it. Uh, try it as a little kid because first of all you have to speak in english i didn't speak english as a kid like english, what's that what's it tasty and mm. uh but second of all like you will kind of like understand what, you, what you're trying to say, when the microphone works. Mm-hmm. If the microphone works, the game grows flawlessly. If not, which is most of the time, you're going to be yelling at Pikachu a lot. And Pikachu will, will be like, oh, oh yeah, I'm going to go to sleep now because I don't understand what you're trying to get from me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I have much more to say, um, honestly.
2: <laughs> I mean. Then you have like Little Dragons Cafe, where you have this dragon that helps you discover ingredients and like explore the world and trying to, uh, grow your, uh, well, your cafe. Hmm. Not much to say there. I yeah. I thought the dragon was gonna be like a bigger part of the game, but surprise, surprise, it isn't. It's just a, a thing for you to fly on to different islands. <laughs> um then you have uh kingdom and kingdom two crowns and all the other ones and well first you need the animals as food but then you have your um, uh, your horses and in two crowns you can have an, a, a hippogriff and it it will attack the the enemies like if there's an enemy just like in front of you, it will attack it. And it was like, hey, this is actually very useful because that is like one less opportunity for me to lose the crown and, and lose the lose the game. And if like and yeah, if we don't include like anthropomorphic anthropomorphic animals, that's I don't think there's much to say in the topic anymore.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of animals in games are, like, mechanical, right? Like, I'm yeah. skimming through my um, completions trying to remember games that had animals that stand out in it. And I came through Guacamele 2, where the chicken was literally just instead of having a morph ball. Um, I've come across Keroblaster, uh, where the frog, just a gameplay character, doesn't really make a difference. And I have come across... Um, what was the other one that just jumped into my... Um, face, Sly the raccoon,
1: just a character. Really well, yeah, all the stuff. anthropomorphized ones. Yeah, because I, I mean, I feel like when they become characters, they're anthropomorphized usually, right? Like when you actually get to
0: play as. Yeah. Um. Fluffy in Thirteen Sentinels, best game ever made. Um, where it, it's anthropomorphized, kind of in that it's like a human taking that form, but also like that cat component bleeds into the personality in a bit and it's also a way of like tying into the story it gives the the character behind it a degree of mystery because you're not seeing them you're seeing that avatar and i think that's yeah. an interesting halfway house but yeah you're right i think when, once it's a, an anthropomorphic also that's thing to such a common them.
1: japanese thing i don't know what they have about black I, cats that talk but that is just such sailor moon that's like the whole thing it's like i mean i don't know and then you have,
2: have the space cats. cat for gravity
1: rush yeah. You do. That's what I'm yes. saying. It's a big thing, yeah. I don't yeah. know why, but I guess just because cats are companions maybe? I, I don't know.
2: Cats are cool. I... Uh, oh, our missile from
0: uh, Ghost Trick. Yeah. Very topical. Yes, switch, yeah. I, To be fair, again, that's one where the, the animal sort of bleeds into the personality. It's not properly anthropomorphized. It's like what would a Pomeranian be if we could communicate with them? Yeah, so they're much. so often companions, Dude, like, right?
2: Like... I, I actually met a, a real-life Pomeranian, and it was like, this is me, so, like, <laughs> the, I thought the amount of energy that little dog had, like, in the game was an exaggeration. Mm. No, it's not.
0: Those things Duracell have those. Yeah. It's fully a thing. Um, yeah. Oh, there's one I haven't played it, so it doesn't really count. But um, in a Switch sale, I bought a game called Spin Frog, and it's Kuru Kuru Kuruin, but frogs. <laughs> like they, there's no pretending about what it is. That's not playable on Switch, isn't it? Because the yeah. GBA thing. That's a tangent. Park in. that. <laughs> let's not go there yet. It's great. Well,
1: but guess. Should we? I don't know. Do we have anything else to say on this one? Or. I I feel
0: like I'm reaching at this point. I don't have anything particularly.
2: Yeah. Same here.
0: It's time for How long to beat the game? Um, it's me uh hosting this week, and I've already taken the liberty of doing some randomizing. Um oh, your yeah. game this week is um Cook Serve Delicious. Oh, I know that game. I know yes.
2: a bad one.
0: It's like um yeah, this is the first avoid. one. It's like a Dino one. one. right? Uh, it's the first one, yes, yeah. These games
1: are really well-received when I remember.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, as per the way this game normally works, you will each be submitting to me times for main completion, main plus completion and 100% completion. Whoever gets closest to that time, as it shows on how long to beat, uh, gets a point. Uh, and then there's my choice of a bonus question for an additional two points, Five points each up for grabs. So, what would I like to make the I think bonus I got an idea cap- for these ones? Hmm. I would like to know from you. This game is available on PC and mobile. Um, there are a hundred and forty-nine completions polled on PC. Can you tell me, for two points, how many completions are polled on mobile?
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, so Just how many...
2: 10, 149 on PC.
1: Yes. And then how many are on mobile? Correct. How many are on PC?
0: One four nine hundred and forty nine. Okay.
1: All right, I've I've submitted my time. I don't know. I
2: am in the process of submitting mine.
1: I'm just, I'm going, I'm just going for it. <laughs> I think I, I was telling Paola, I think I, in the progress of this recording, I've got a cold or something. I'm like, suddenly got, throat's all gross and, ugh. What the hell? No, Maybe it's just eyes allergies. Out.
0: Alex geez. Yeah. Although you've been, you've been very good with the tactical mute.
1: I'm quite good at my tactical mute. I mean, this, this, uh laptop's great because it just it has like an actual built-in microphone mute uh key which oh that's fun it's awesome man i'm like that's fucking so perfect okay.
0: clearly designed for there the you a, go a, so. reminds me of a scene in the it crowd where uh um <laughs> someone's foot gets stepped on and they keep shouting hey, can and buzzer. sorry
2: can i edit well
0: you can edit i haven't clicked on your thing yet so you've got time to edit um and then it's played as just like a like a tv beeper and then they cut to another character and and the uh, the boss is like good job derek you've earned a promotion and he's like grinning he's just on the big red buzzer button
1: i love that show man that's a good show <laughs>
0: it, it's endlessly funny um one of the comedies that stood the test of time mm-hmm. so far
1: plus the guy right. okay uh...
0: Oh come! No it no no! We...
1: Uh, I can't remember his name. It's the one he's in. Um, uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV show as well. What's his name there? He's got the great voice. Hello. Oh, Matt buddy. Berry. Matt Berry.
0: Fuck! I love Matt Berry. Yeah. Anything Matt Berry's in, it's... I'm down for. If you want to look on Twitter, obviously there's been this whole thing where um, his Royal Highness Prince Harry has released a book in the UK, <laughs> yeah. and um, there, there's a character. There's not a character. There's a passage uh, about him treating. Uh, frostbite in an uncomfortable area um, and Matt Berry recorded himself doing the voiceover, Um, and that <laughs> is a 90 second clip on YouTube. I, I'm pretty sure I, I've got it. I can probably send it to you after but literally Please if you go on Twitter, do. search Prince Harry Matt Berry, it comes straight up oh, I will, and it I is fucking that. hilarious. He's oh, fuck. like, you want me to put this on my todge air? <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. Um, so, Hello. cook so delicious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, bad. <laughs> right. um, name time. <laughs> um, Alex, you have put 20 hours. Yes. Paola, you have put 18 hours and 30 minutes. Uh, the time itself is 18 hours. So first blood goes oh. to Paola.
1: Paula, good uh, job. Name plus,
0: Paola has put 25. Uh, Alex has put 30. I don't think I'm getting points. Uh, the actual yet. time is... 26 and a half hours. Oh, so that I believe up. is Paula's again. Yes, it yeah. certainly is. So <clears> 2 0 <nails> to Paola. 100%. <laughs> uh, Alex has put 30. Paula has put 38. Um, the actual time is 37 and a half. Oh. So that's three to three for Paula. There you go. Um, I don't know, I clean sweep <laughs> on the card as we go into our bonus question. <laughs> so um, I told you that. The two platforms available on the site are mobile and PC. Um, PC has 149 completions. Uh, and to answer the question, how many of those, how many completions rather, are there on mobile? Um, Alex has put 10. Paula has put 40. The actual number is two.
1: Ah, yeah, I got some
0: points. <laughs> Which is also the same number of points that Alex gets for that closest answer. Um, so at the end of that round alex snatches a respectable score at the death uh three for alex two for paula and going in to the final round of the first game week uh that puts alex on two paula on five me on three so paula leading the pack uh going into the final match and if she can avoid a two-point swing um she will go to the end of the first game week um leading the pack excitement this round of how long to beat the game so that is our episode that is us um tune in next time yes if you want again we're not your parents goodbye